0: Okay, hello and uh, welcome to this week's Tes podcast. I'm Martin George. I'm joined by Ed Doyle. Hi, Ed. Hello, hello, hello. Will Hazel. Hi, Will. Hello. And Kate Parker. Hi, Kate. Hello. So, um, the budget. Um, Yeah. It's amazing. So, Philip Hammond managed to give schools £400 million and absolutely annoy all of them off in the process. That takes a pretty skilled politician, doesn't it? Um, Ed, what do you make of it all?
1: Well, in the grand scheme of things, of course, £400 million isn't very much in the scale of um, the DfE budget. So he announced, in, sorry, Philip Hammond announced in his budget speech on Monday that uh, there would be a, a new fund created specifically for capital spending, i.e. building things or buying things, emphasis on the word things, yep. um, for schools, uh, and it would be a one-off in-term or in-year payment. So... Secondary schools on average will get something in the region of fifty grand and primary schools will get on average something in the region of ten grand.
0: Um, S- sounds like good news.
1: Yeah, I mean it is all right. I mean I mean it's really pitifully small, isn't it? I mean if you go out and visit schools as we all do, you'll know that to an average primary school suffering really quite serious yeah. cuts, ten grand while welcome isn't gonna make any significant difference. Half yeah. a TA as more than one person has pointed out. But it wasn't actually that. It was the way he delivered the line. It's not often budget speeches are memorable, really. Uh, But he referred to giving schools uh, a little bit of cash so they can buy those and little extras.
0: Little extras.
1: Yeah, he said it with a smile and a degree of patronising tone uh, that really, really stuck in the throat of the collective profession, as far as I could tell. Um, It really upset them. The idea that schools who are dealing with Rounds of redundancies, shrinking curriculum offers, um, leaking roofs, would be spending money in a sort of frivolous fashion mm. on, on the little extras that made it sound like pocket money at Christmas or something.
2: You referred specifically to whiteboards and laptops, didn't it? Yeah. In, that's what schools need. It's, everything else is pretty all right, but it's just they could do with a few more of those.
0: Could you shove a laptop in the cracks in the roof <laughs> to
2: stop the, the rain coming through? Maybe, or I don't
0: know. Can I, All of
3: it. Maybe. Maybe, not. maybe well, that's the
0: maybe, plan.
3: Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe that's the plan.
1: Um, so this sort of started a hashtag on Twitter, inevitably. Yeah. Lectures. Yep. Lots of sardonic comments.
3: Yeah. Our playground markings will be gilded with gold leaf. Yep. <laughs> uh, we shall build a classroom entirely from Kendall mint cake. <laughs> I mean, I like Kendall my favourite mint one, cake. one was
1: suggesting they were going to buy a hawk. Or which even is totally random.
3: Hire a Michelin star chef to cook um, lunch for staff, <laughs> yeah the hawk, or fill your school full of potholes, uh, which yes. is a um
0: clever
3: suggestion. And that's because potholes suggestion.
0: got more money than schools.
3: At least you sm- your drive to work will be smooth.
1: True. that—that <laughs> no, I mean, That is the kind of thing that every Every budget has got these little uh, cock-ups. Yeah. And, w- and one, of the, one of the reasons, as we know, is that budget speeches are finalised literally only a matter of hours before... Chancellor stands up so it was the famous pasty gate Mm. pasty tax gate from a few years ago no one had tested it no one had thought about it and in the same way I I don't think anyone had put together the fact that it was 408 million quid for potholes and 400 million for schools (laughs) and how that would look when juxtaposed
0: I mean I think I mean I think we'd heard from sources sort of in the DfE beforehand you know that, that we've got some money for schools that's quite good but I think they were worried that you know, schools will say, it's not enough, or it's not what we want, or it won't be as big as, you know, compared to the NHS. So I wonder that nervousness was, was why he used that those little extras, almost to, to not big it up more than it could be, and he yeah. went the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it, went, it definitely went the wrong way. Which has led people to ask, start asking questions about what does the language mean about what the Treasury's thinking? So a degree of criminology, I suppose. And my instinct, because I always assumed cock up before conspiracy, was that it was just a cock up, mm. and that it was a spotty nosed Treasury um, speechwriter had just used the wrong language and it had been delivered without thinking. But it does seem to me, and I've just published a piece about this, it sounds like HM Treasury does think that schools are well enough funded, mm. that the head teacher march for a few weeks ago was, you know, not, not up to much, that the complaints about, then the IFS reports about 8% cuts in real terms over five years or whatever, mm. um, it still thinks ultimately schools are pretty well funded because they haven't suffered the searing cuts of the age of austerity, which all things considered with a comprehensive spending review next year, it, it's a little worrying.
0: Yeah, doesn't look good. Um, talk about sticking on funding, um, Amanda Spielman um, sort of burst into the debate about, well, burst into several debates this week with a, a nine-page letter to the Public Accounts Committee, and one of the things she talked about was school funding, because you remember a few weeks ago she controversially said we've not seen the evidence from our inspectors that school funding is affecting standards, and she's not only reiterated that in her letter but it also said, well, you know, schools had a big funding increase back in the you know, 2000s, whatever it was. Or frittered it away. Yeah, on things like teaching assistants, and she's saying "You know, there, there's not really evidence that that money was well used by schools. Um, so a bit of support there for...
1: I feel like that's sort of an oxymoron, though, in a way, isn't it? I mean, just because the school and the, the cash in the time of plenty wasn't spent well doesn't mean that now we're suffering really major cuts, results won't suffer. Mm. And the cuts have only really started to bind in the last year or two, and they're going to get worse next year and worse the year after, according according to projections. And I think it's only then... That you might start seeing the effects on results because these things have really long lag times. So, this is like,
0: like, like police cuts and, and yeah. crime yeah, rates exactly. going like, up, you know. I think now. she's being
1: really premature mm. to start making quite sweeping generalisations, I would have said.
0: Yeah. Now, Will, another thing that uh, Amanda Spielman talked about there, um, there's this new phrase she's come up with that stuck schools. Mm. I hate that phrase, actually. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, she was, she was saying that there's this sort of Group of schools that have have been less than good for ten years, yes, yeah. fifteen
2: years, almost. Yeah, and she used some quite sort of um, strong language about that. I think when she initially took on the role of um, chief inspector, there was some speculation and commentary that she was going to be uh, a, a relatively boring head of <laughs> Ofsted, <laughs> certainly compared to you know Michael Wilshaw, who obviously you know seemed to great get kind of. Uh, great joy out of kind of rattling people's cages and saying controversial things um but as i think we've kind of noticed before that i think we those people who thought that she she was going to be a sort of um dull and sort of safe uh officer chief inspector have been proved wrong because she has she's willing to say things which are controversial things which are unpopular and she used some quite strong language about these schools i think she said they, it was uh, nothing short of a scandal that there were these schools which had been uh, less than good for a long period of time and she said that it was a betrayal of pupils yep. um, and another kind of example of her sticking her head above the parapet is she has sort of formally thrown Offset's weight behind the idea of creating a sort of compulsory register for homeschooled children um, and parents of homeschooled children um are quite a kind of vocal group Yeah. and they, I think, normally kind of respond um, quite strongly to any suggestion that, you know, they're not um, properly looking after and educating their children, so <laughs> yeah. she could get some flack from, from them as well.
1: It's like the gun lobby in the States, isn't it? They go absolutely <laughs> mental when you start it even gets going through. Gives a near. more nerve, doesn't it? Even um, just even touching upon the idea that you might do something about it and they go, ain't hey, shit. Yeah. You forgive the French, do it <laughs> Um on the Stuck School things though, I mean the thing that really struck me was how frankly the re- repetitive the language felt. I mean you and I, Martin, were having mm. a bit of a laugh about it really, weren't we? You know
0: the of children's futures tick. Yeah. National scandal. Tick. Tick. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, <laughs>
1: Bloody hell, they just pulled a load of old <laughs> off clichés out of Michael Wilshaw annual reports
0: <laughs> yeah, and stuck yeah. them together. <laughs> I mean, I think, back on the um, um, home education thing, I mean, I think the context matters here because the DfE had a consultation a bit earlier this year about whether to have a you know, compulsory registration of home-educated children. It hasn't actually reported back on its you know, findings yet. But the signals from the DfE say that um, they haven't made a decision yet but they think the context would make it much easier to do it now than mm. I think the Dead Balls suggested 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I think the thinking of the DFE is there's um, the people knowing about radicalisation, yeah. unregistered schools, off rolling. Off rolling. All these things mean if the DFE did want to press ahead with this, and maybe they do, you know, they've got a better chance of succeeding now than before.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they have. Um, although, you know, never ever underestimate the power of the Home Education Lobby mm. and the Holder has over, and I would say, There's a huge overlap over the kind of right of the Tory Party and the Brexiteers. You know, the hardcore Brexiteers are almost all head cases for home education.
0: And of course, we've got a Conservative government without a majority that could, you know, would they even think about doing anything that would lose a vote in the Commons? I
2: I mean, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who who do think it's it's coming. That actually, it's it's an idea whose time has come. And I think that. It, it will happen, I okay. think. Five pound bet. <laughs> Five pound. Five pound bet. Edwin will sh- shaking hands as we speak. <laughs> it's recorded for um, posterity as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll see. I hope you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a big, big fight if it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, now, I know this week is the end of half term for those who are on half term. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good.
0: We don't script this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really yeah. it hell, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kate rescue me cheer me up <laughs>
3: so um, over the past two weeks on test Twitter we've tried to inject a little bit of um, happiness I guess and we're kind of taking well-being which we all know is um, teacher well-being and people are being such an issue at the moment and we've been encouraging teachers to share their top tips for how they foster and look after their own well-being um, the response we've had has been really really amazing It it, it
0: does show how teachers are fundamentally, they want to help each other and be part of something positive and collective and do something good. Yeah,
3: and I think, you know, obviously everyone recognises what a a huge issue it is at the moment. And, um, yeah, some of the things I think have been really simple um, and obviously just quite effective. So someone said, sleep matters, a great teacher is alert and present. So staying up late, doing detailed lesson plans is not going to make you a great teacher. So go to bed. Mm. Um, some others saying, you know, take a moment out of your day to just enjoy the company of your students. I guess it's very easy to get bogged down by all the other stuff they have to do. Just share a joke or story or experience with them. You know, it kind of makes you remember why you love teaching so much. Obviously, the goats, our friends, the Vardin goats, goats. <laughs> simply say, be more Alan. As we know, Alan is probably.
2: Alan is the best goat Alan for the listeners is the best who are this. <laughs> Um, That's a very controversial statement, of Martin. It's <laughs> <automatic laughs> education. <Ether> will be <laughs> devastated.
3: <laughs> um, some of the people saying, you know, um, set yourself a goal to have at least 15 minutes to eat your lunch. So, you know, so many teachers kind of shove a sandwich down their neck as they're running to playground duty. Yeah. Or whatever. It's important just to take the time and just, yeah, have a little bit of time for yourself. So I think if you search for the hashtag smile until Christmas, which our wonderful Sarah came up with, um, you'll see so many like there's there's hundreds of wellbeing yeah. tips on there, which I think will be really useful for everybody in the lead up to the dark weeks yeah. till Christmas. So it's that
0: period where you just need to sort of power through and yeah. get yeah. To, see to the end of the dark. The nights are coming and Christmas Arrive is coming. school when it's dark and leave with school when it's dark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that should be really helpful.
3: Yeah, hopefully.
0: Excellent stuff. Okay, well thanks everyone. Um, enjoyed that, and we'll speak again next week.